This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. It's 9 a.m. Friday morning on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. And it's time for Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. My name is Mark Snyder, and we have some heavy hitters joining me this morning via Zoom technology. Don Schiavetta, he is the president of the Bethpage Chamber of Commerce, representing the mighty town of Oyster Bay. Belinda Watkins, she's the president of the Hempstead Village Chamber of Commerce, which is part of the Hempstead Township. Now, I know that confused a lot of people. So for clarity, Hempstead Village resides within the town of Hempstead. Town of Hempstead is made up of 22 villages and 37 hamlets. So Hempstead Village is a part of the town of Hempstead. Is that clear? I hope so. Okay. And by the way, Belinda is also a board member with the Nassau Council of Chambers. Uh, Belinda, we just had your president, Frank Camerano, on our program last month. And finally, Matt Nardowitz, he's the newly anointed president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce, Glen Cove being one of two cities on Long Island, the other, Long Beach. All right, Don, Belinda, and Matt, first time on our program. Welcome to Chamber Chatter. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right, also on the big show today, Day Tripper. Let's spend a day in each of these communities. What's there to do? We're going to find out. Genie in a bottle. What three wishes do our presidents have for their chamber in 2022? And then there's Ask a Leader. And that's where I turn over the mic and I let our guests ask the questions. So, Don, we'll start with you. First off, nice to see you again. Good to see you as well. All right, it's the start of your second year as chamber president. That is correct. All right. Tell me about your first year. Uh, first year was was good. Uh, a little tough, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, the street fairs that we like to do and the uh, parades, things got cut back greatly because of it. Um, but we 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 plowed forward, and uh, like this year, we we finally got a holiday lighting in before the year. So uh, I think we're positioned well to start up next year, as long as we don't have any increase in uh, the amount of COVID and the Omicron variant. What weren't you expecting your first year as president? <laughs> a pandemic. I mean, <laughs> I, that's true. You know, we had, a, we had a lot of things planned, a lot of things we wanted to do different ways. Uh, we wanted to mesh up with our public library a little bit because we're pretty close to downtown. Um, and a lot of those things just got cut off. So... We, we were trying to schedule more events, and instead we scheduled a lot less of, uh, in the number of events. So that's kind of where it went. But uh, what was good was, with the help of actually MapTunes, we were able to expand our um, chamber a lot, and uh, that, that's really worked well for us. Belinda, big town, right? Lots to do. Tell my audience how you rose to be chamber president. Um, well, I was on the chamber for about maybe two, three years prior to um, becoming the vice president. And then when we had the new mayor and the new administration, one of our board members, she is now the trustee um, at the village of Hempstead. So she stepped down and appointed me president. And um, the second year after that, then I became the, um, was voted back in for, for president. So um, 
it definitely, you know, I was already, I guess, positioned to already put, um, to fill that seat because I was already there already. So, yeah. Okay. What was your greatest challenge when you took over as president? Um, the greatest challenge was, um, basically the pandemic, but, um, but we, we kind of managed through, we were just a little nervous that our businesses would close down, but, um, we were actually grateful that I don't even, it wasn't that many that closed down only one. And I believe it's just cause he's been maybe there over 50 years. So, um, we actually had more business actually come into the, uh, town, which was great. So, um, but the most challenge was just making sure we help them with supplies, masks, sanitizers, and things like that. Talk to me for a second about membership. How's that held up for you? Um, we were getting members. It slowed down at the beginning. Um, but what we did was because you know we knew everybody was struggling a little bit, we dropped the price. We did a discounted price of $25. And we got about 40 members to sign up and ongoing now. Um, so that worked out pretty well. And we also have youth members. So that helps as well, too. So we were still getting members. But once we dropped the price a little bit, a lot of people was, um, you know, signing up so that was great what's what's a youth member youth member um we offer them like volunteer positions in the in the community of other local businesses you know if they're into baking we may send them to a bakery um if they're you know into uh web design or something like that we'll connect them to a web designer in the community and then a lot of them actually have a business and then we put them in pop-up shop local vendor events and things like that to promote their business so they're the youth members have a business as well, believe it or not. And um, it's pretty it's pretty great, too. So and they help out with we give them volunteer credits to a school, which a lot of them need anyway for high school. So and um, scholarships, like we give them scholarships. Yes, I like that. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, You know, um, throughout the pandemic, uh, you know, we've been broadcasting the whole time, save for, I think, a month or two. But mm -hmm. many of the chambers are either offering discounted membership. Yep. And in a lot of instances, the chambers just waived, especially that first year of 2020, right. Uh, right. just waived the dues. They didn't want to lose anybody. Um, so it's nice that you're offered that, that discount. Matt, uh, brand new Glen Cove president, big shoes to fill, replacing longtime outgoing president, Lisa Cohn. Yes. Um, what are your expectations going into the job? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get back to our main events. Uh, they've been on postponed due to the pandemic. So, uh, you know, we didn't feel it's right to bring together hundreds of people into a closed you know, area for our events. So uh, we're hoping in 2022 that we can get back to those and uh, continue to grow our chamber. Okay. Is Lisa Cohn still with you? She's still with us. Yep. Okay, great. So you can lean on her shoulder or cry on her shoulder, whatever you need to do from time to time. <laughs> Always. She's a great resource. Great. Okay, thanks for that introduction, guys. Um, we're going to segue into a feature called Day Tripper, and uh, we're going to take our first trip around the town of Beth Page. So, Don, let's say I'm spending the day in your community. What's there to, for me to do with my uh, family of five? What do you got on the itinerary in Beth Page? Well, Beth Page, home of Beth Page State Park. So, in the summertime, there's a picnic area, a golf course, driving range. Uh, there's brand new biking trails that have been redone throughout the park. And there's off, also off-trail biking throughout the park. But the paved new trails now span all the way from Woodbury and all the way down to Massapequa. So that's really, it's, it's quite a ride. It's almost, I think, seven-mile trail. And um, 
that's great. And then always stop into town at Beth Page for a lunch or for uh, a dinner afterwards is, is a lot of fun. If you were in the wintertime, uh, you'd have a community park. We have indoor ice skating. Uh, there is also sleigh riding at the state park. When there's plenty of snow, I think it's usually over three inches or four inches. You call the state park and they'll let you know where they're going to be having a sledding uh, in the state park area. So the, the, that's the main thing. Also, you can visit the uh, Bethpage Restoration Village and that's year round. So they'll have summer programs. They have uh, winter programs. Again, in the fall, they, they, do, they do many different programs over at the Restoration Village. And that's right nearby as well. I know Old Beth Page is typically aligned with Plainview because they share a school district among other services. Do you ever partner at all being, you know, Beth Page, Old Beth Page? You guys ever do anything with with the people of that community? Uh, with Old Beth Page? Old Beth Page, like you said, does align with Plainview. So, but they are right next to us and we see them in our town constantly. So when we run things in our town, because their downtowns, I, I don't think run as many type of uh, main street uh, things such as uh, uh, concerts or street fairs. So we do see them in our in our community a lot for that. But we haven't done anything with the Restoration Village as of yet. We were working on that last year. And again, it got kind of sidetracked. OK, by the way, I have taken I live in Massapequa. I've taken that bike path from the very beginning to the very end. And uh, it's beautiful. They've made it beautiful. Challenging. I think it's 14 miles, by the way. Yeah. Well, you're going all the way up to Cold Spring, up, up to Cold Spring Harbor? I uh, go as far as, uh, where does it end now? All the way up in, in Syosset, Plainview, Syosset? Right. Woodbury, Syosset. Woodbury, That's yeah. I haven't gone. They say there's a, you can get on a trail and go north to Cold Spring Harbor. I haven't done that. I know we're getting a little bit off topic, but you can also check out the Ocean Parkway bike path that they finished that extends from Jones Beach mm -hmm. all the way out east to Robert Moses. That's pretty good too. All right, uh, let's get back to the chambers for a second here. Matt, uh, talk to me a little bit about, uh, I know things are starting to open up. Every time I think they're opening up, uh, we get a door slammed on our face, but it seems like maybe this could be a, a good year if we can get past this Omicron variant. Um, what are you looking at uh, for the year as far as a, uh, functions and events that uh, you want to kind of sink your teeth to? We have a, a great event uh, every year. It's at the Glen Cove Mansion, which is a beautiful location, uh, just for the sites alone, where our restaurants come together. And we host um, an event there where they could go ahead and provide their food and samples of their food uh, to you know, hundreds of guests that come in. So we, that's, uh, that's in April, typically. We're hoping to get back to that. And then we have yearly a gala, usually at the end of the year, but again, being postponed in 2021. We're hoping to have that this year in June, hoping that in the summertime it'll be a little bit better with the pandemic and hopefully the Omicron is, is not around as significant that is in the winter months. So we're trying to push our events to late spring and, and, and summertime to get everybody able to get out there. Okay, great. And uh, Belinda, what about you? What do you got on the slate for... 2022 for the chamber yes we're getting ready to put together some of the workshops for the businesses in the um, community because we noticed during the COVID situation a lot of their books wasn't together so we're going to do a quick book workshop um you know a tax workshop just making sure everyone's ready to go for the new year and um and the nwbe certification we're going to get a lot of our businesses registered for that 
And um, we have a women's event that normally happens in March, right in the yard of the chamber house. It, it was really nice last year. And because um, of COVID, it worked because it was outside. So, um, yeah, we, so we did a women's event. And, um, yeah, and usually throughout the year, our, our normal um, every year event is our Halloween uh, street fair, which is in October. And then our holiday um, with the village, we cut off the whole street. We have another one for, for the holiday. But throughout the year, we have different workshops coming up for the businesses, which is the most important. Let's hope everything runs without a hitch. Don, yeah, how about you? Right. What's, uh, what's Beth Page got lined up? Uh, Beth Page, hopefully we'll have our St. Pat's Parade first Sunday in March, which has been a tradition for many years. Um, we do, we'll do. we be doing music on Broadway. We'll have two concerts right on Broadway during the summer, usually one in June and one in July. And one, this year we had postponed it till August, but we'll try to figure out where those are going to be. And then we do a fall street fair with Kiwanis uh, every year, which works out very nice, very family-oriented, a lot of kids' rides, uh, different things to do. And then back again, like we just had our, our uh, holiday lighting, we do that and that has kids' rides and tractor rides and pony rides. And it's a lot of fun in the street at Bethpage. Very good. Sounds like you guys have a full plate. Let's hope that um, everything works in our favor this year. We can return somewhat to a normal existence. Wouldn't that be nice? That um, be? Belinda, I mentioned at the show open that uh, you kind of double as a board member with the Nassau Council of Chambers. What, what is your role on the board there? Well, we, 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 I'm there to assist the other um, chambers in the Nassau um, area. And one of the things that I'm actually tackling, which maybe, you know, it's probably seems simple to someone else, is the Nassau County um, website doesn't have all the chambers listed. So if you're new to Nassau County, yeah, there's a lot of chambers that are missing. So, um, you know, so things like that, that being on that board, now I can actually you know, speak for the other um, chambers because that's something that, you know, everybody's busy. So that's something that I can tackle. So that way now all the chambers can look on the website and they'll be able to click and someone can click onto their website. So, and and um, I noticed um, Frank had gave us um, masks and sanitizer. So I was able to pick some up for our, um, for our chamber. And then, you know, if any other chamber needs it, we can get it to them as well. Frank was on last month, as I mentioned, and he and he discussed that very uh, issue of I think there are maybe right. half a dozen Nassau County chambers that are not part of the council. That's right. That's Which right. Is, why wouldn't they be part of the Nassau Council? And he just thinks it's really a matter of outreach. So it looks like you're going to be running. With yes. Very yes, good. we're definitely. Yeah, he knows I'm, I'm out there. Once he called me, I'm out there. So we're going to try to Put that together to start going out to the ones and, and it could be just a matter of funding if we can assist them with funding maybe getting their dues together because that and they just don't know some of them just really don't know yeah to be honest with you you would think they would know but some of them really don't know and it's it's up to us now to really start doing the outreach yeah okay all right guys let's take a quick break and we're going to come back with genie in a bottle that's uh, where we're going to find out what uh, your three wishes are for your chamber organization and we're going to spend the day in Hempstead. Linda Watkins is going to tell us all about that. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We'll be right back. This is Mark Snyder. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Once again, Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, 
download the MapTunes app. That's MapTunes, M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today, Don Schiavetta. He's the president of the Bethpage Chamber of Commerce. Belinda Watkins joins us, president of the Hempstead Chamber of Commerce. And Matt Nardowitz, newly anointed president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce. Okay, right around this time, we like to play Genie in a Bottle. And that's where our listening audience learns about the three wishes our presidents have for their chamber organization. So Belinda, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to paint a little picture for you here. Let's say you're taking a summer swim at Kennedy Memorial Park, and you notice a bottle floating in the water. And when you pluck it out, you open it up, and out comes a genie granting you three wishes for your chamber. What are you asking for? Well, the first thing is is to um, make the funding application more um, legible for our businesses because it, it, it came down as booklets. So if they can get the county can get that um, wordage done correctly, um, I should, wouldn't say correctly, but you know at least at least our business can actually uh, apply to it and don't get discouraged. So definitely the county can make the paperwork a little bit easier for our businesses. The second wish would just be you know well, we get a, a influx of a lot of people coming back to Hempstead. We have a new mayor, we have a new board, new trustees, and he's doing a lot of changes. A lot of businesses are opening up in Hempstead, and I just want the traffic to come back. So that'll be a, a, a wish that I will have, just the traffic to come back to our downtown areas and all throughout Hempstead. So, yes. And the third wish would be more members to sign up. The more members we have, the more committee members we can have. And um, we can help help each other and help build our business community up. So, definitely, so we can move forward. Your third wish is the most popular wish amongst mm -hmm. all chamber presidents. Right. Uh, Matt, how about you? You're visiting the Garvey's Point Museum and Preserve. And while you're browsing around, reading up on the deep history of Glen Cove, you notice a lantern. Now it's not an ancient artifact, but it's one with a genie inside, granting you three wishes for the Glen Cove Chamber. What are you wishing for? Sure, I think one is for the chamber and for our local businesses, to get back to normal, get back to where it was prior to the pandemic, where we kind of know what our expectations and our challenges are, and that we can go ahead and attack them instead of constantly different things coming up that uh, we have no knowledge about with this pandemic. So that would be one is getting back to normal. Uh, two is uh, continue to grow the chamber board and grow our, our membership, um, get spread the news out there, spread the name and get the people excited and involved in the chamber. It's a, it's a great organization where people can network and can meet like-minded people. So uh, continue to grow the chamber and the board uh, would be two. And uh, three is, you know, which will always help the chamber is when people shop local, when they shop local in Glen Cove and shop these small businesses that's going to mean more for the you know, local business owners, which will mean more for the Chamber of Commerce. So that would be my three wishes. By the way, I misspoke. The number one most requested wish is that we get rid of this pandemic. The number two <laughs> is more members. Wish is more membership. Exactly. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, Don, we're going to move on to you. Don Chiavetta, Beth Page Chamber. Uh, back in 2019, September, to be precise, we had Terry Catapano Black uh, from your chamber on our program. Uh, she gave us three wishes at that time. And I want to review them with you for your feedback 
on how things are progressing. So the first for the first one, we're going to listen to some audio, and then I want to discuss this with you. This is Terry on our program back in September 2019. The large part of our downtown is a municipal parking lot, which doesn't make sense because the train station now that the trains have become longer is actually on the west side of Stewart Avenue and all of the parking or except for maybe 20 slips is on the east side. The parking and the parking deck that we're now working with some of those industrial neighbors and commercial neighbors to place it on the west side of Stewart Avenue which then not only creates we'd like an underpass or an overpass because presently at the Bethpage train station there is neither. Right you're running across Stewart Avenue which is like what six lanes? More people have been killed or hurt crossing Stewart Avenue than hit by the train and my mother was the 13th person killed there. So it needs to be addressed and we've been working very, very actively with all levels of government because that is the biggest challenge. To be able to accomplish, first and foremost, in my opinion, the safety issues surrounding that railroad station. But then to be able to, when you look at Beth Page on the east side, that is our downtown. Now we can retrofit some merchant parking, some nice green spaces to actually be able to do this in today's world in an area as dense as Nassau County, Long Island. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable opportunity. All right. So, Don, what is Terry talking about? Well, what she's talking about is it's right next to our train station. Um, it's not next to it. It's across the street from our train station. And it really should, we would like to make that our downtown parking area. Um, there's some available space with some of our corporate partners, uh, Steel Equities, that is on the west side, which is right next to our train station, which now that they, they use it right now for uh, excess parking for maybe um, uh, car, car dealerships and whatnot. And we're working with them and we're working with the MTA to come up with some type of public-private plan to move the parking in that direction. It's been very uh, challenging right now because the MTA has had its challenges with ridership being so low. And right now in the last two years, those parking lots have not even been full. Um, So it's hard to go talk to them about parking when their ridership is so low. But uh, we do have a great partner in Steel Equities. They're part of our chamber. They're one of our premier members and they've been very supportive And hopefully, if we can come up with the right package for the MTA, for the town, for the county, we might be able to pull this pull this project together. But it's it's definitely something that's number one on my list before I even heard the clip. I know I know that. (laughs) So I'm going to take a stab here and say that the pandemic put a crimp in your plans. It did. It did. It was Terry was talking just a few months before the pandemic broke. It's exactly. Uh, all in our minds, and it, it's it's very clear that that is the direction that we need to go. And so, if I understand this correctly, what you're saying is that that parking space is being used for commuter parking. You want it to be designated for um, your shoppers, right? For shoppers for the restaurants, because we're going to start having more restaurants than really shopping places. Like, you know, uh, we're we're going to start having more service and. Uh, stores and we're going to need more parking in our town that people are going to have to show up and and it's you know you just don't go in a few people in a store there might be 30 people eating dinner or 30 people having lunch and that's going to be more cars in our downtown which we're not really prepared for right now and the permitting process with the town of oyster bay 
will also prohibit us because a restaurant needs more parking than, say, you know, um, a gift store of some sort or an Apple store, let's say. Um, that also goes with my number two. Um, well, hold we on. Hold on, Don. You're getting ahead of yourself. I'm not yeah. done with Terry's. I want to see where you're at with that. Okay. So number two, okay. she said that she wanted the chamber to reach out more to the outlying areas of Beth Page to boost chamber membership. You've got a nice core downtown, but mm -hmm. you've also got quite a few businesses that, and I think Hempstead's the same way, quite a few businesses outside of mm -hmm. your core that uh, Terry wanted to reach out to. How's that going? That's gone, that's gone really well. We've uh, started to hit a lot more on Hempstead Turnpike, which is in the uh, south side of Beth Page. So uh, we've reached out. We have a dog, Dogtopia over there. Meryl uh, Zorn from Zorns is very active in us in our um, chamber now. Uh, we, we also picked up a sub, one of the subways and another, um, another hero spot as well. So we've been reaching out there, and we're bringing more of them to, you know, we give them free access to booths and whatnot and free areas on Broadway when we're doing our street fairs. So it doesn't, it's no cost to them to come in, even if like Kiwanis is partnering with us and they're selling street fair spots. Anybody who's part of our chamber can come in and get a free spot to be able to be on Broadway when we're having our functions and our fairs or concerts. But I think Terry was referring to, though, the industrial parks that have really boomed for you since Grumman moved out. You've got a lot of businesses back in that Bethpage Industrial Park. and well, Yes, we've definitely increased our premier donors, a lot of them being FedEx, um, Steel Equities, uh, Amazon, and they've come on board to just be more premier donors. They're not really interested in being part of, let's say, any particular function of being there, but they are supporting our chamber now, which is great. And Terry's been integral in getting those people on board. Good to hear that. All right, her third wish, this is again, September, 2019, okay. pre-pandemic. She was talking about more transit-oriented housing. So Where yeah. are you at with that? Same? Now, that, that's, a, that's a problem, and that has more to speak to the town and them embracing this uh, modest mm -hmm. development. Just along the lines of what Farmingdale has done, even though they're in the town of Oyster Bay, they're a village. And they, they have their own destiny in mind, and, and they've created a really nice downtown area with some development that supports that and gives you, uh, I guess, some walk, walking uh, traffic. We have not. The five hamlets that are on the train stations, Oyster Bay, Syosset, Hicksville, Bethpage, and Massapequa, have not seen that type of development, and the town has not embraced it yet. We're going to really see what happens in Hicksville because the huge Sears that was located on 107 is now being, they're trying to work on developing that. And it's, it's a perfect spot for this type of development, but they really haven't gotten a handle on what they want to do or how they're going to do it. And until I guess we see one of the hamlets in town of Oyster Bay and the town of Oyster Bay board deciding how they're going to handle this development and what they're going to allow, then we should make, hopefully break through because Beyond us, Bayshore, Patchogue, Farmingdale, Lindenhurst, Copeg, they're all doing it. I mean, they're all doing it, and they're having great success in their downtowns doing it. Well, Supervisor Saladino is a good friend of mine. We grew up together, so 
I'll, I'll place a phone call to him after this, see what I can do for you. Hey, you, we just we just want a plan, man. Give us a plan, we'll run with it. All right. So, Don, now how about you? So here we are now, uh, September 19th with Terry. Here we are, January 2022. What are your three wishes? Those, those two are the first two. I mean, they, but I, I knew those questions were coming, so I, I have those two as, as the number one things at Modest Development. We, we want foot traffic in our downtowns, and we want to bring people back to our downtowns. And it's a, a permitting thing that uh, that has to that has to be addressed. And again, the COVID has definitely slowed it down. There were less board meetings that we could attend. There were less things that we could do, uh, less interaction with everybody. Um, but that that's what those are the things that need to be done. And then it's, there's a lot more coordination that I like to see happen with us, Kiwanis, the fire department, and our civic associations, so that we're not all trying to do events or functions separately, but we're doing them together. And that was one of the things that I really wanted to do this past year. We were able to do it, bring them together, which is great. Uh, but we then we had to cut down on the number of functions. So uh, hopefully going forward in 2022, we keep that coordination going. And we make our, our functions. There'll be fewer functions, but there'll be bigger and better functions. Okay. So that's your third wish. That's my third wish. Okay. Thank you. All right, so now it's time for our second day tripper segment, and this time we're going to take a stroll around the village of Hempstead. Now, Belinda, I uh, grew up in Baldwin in my younger days, just uh, a stroll north Baldwin, so just a stroll over to Hempstead Village. So uh, I know your village very well. Tell me how my family can spend a day in your historic community. Um, well, first thing, you can go shopping if you want to go shopping at the TJ Maxx and local boutiques that's in the area. And then for entertainment, our African-American Museum, they have now started um, concerts there, like mini concerts um, um, and really like jazz music. So it's really good. I watched the live feed and it's really good. Or if you're into art, you can go check out the art at the African-American Museum. And um, and if you have little ones, you can go to Chuck E. Cheese. And, um, and if you're a nightlife, you know, you can go to V Lounge, which is um, one of the mini bars that they have there, which is really, really nice. And we, too, have the golf course during the day, if you like that. And we have multiple parks that the kids can go to. And Kennedy Park also has a swimming pool. They opened up the swimming pool back now. So we have that back. And then they, they're actually starting to open up the Lincoln Park pool. So you have two options to go to go swimming. Um, so that that's basically you can go shopping. You can have some entertainment. And any of our eateries that are there, we have Wingstop, Wings and Things, uh, different Hispanic uh, uh, restaurants, Jamaican restaurants. You may have a new taco place. So you have plenty of food um, choices to pick from. So, all right. You will be happy when you leave Hempstead. <laughs> Sounds like things are jumping in Hempstead. Very good. All yes, right. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, it's time to ask a leader. And that's where I stop asking the questions. And I let Don, Belinda, and Matt take the mic. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. And just like that, we're back. It's Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. 
Let me reintroduce my three guests here with me today. Don Schiavetta, president of the Bethpage Chamber of Commerce, Belinda Watkins, president of the Hempstead Chamber, and Matt Nardowitz, president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce. So now it's time to ask a leader. And uh, this is where I turn over the microphone and I let our chamber leaders here with me today ask questions amongst themselves. Now, Matt, uh, I'm gonna start with you, but okay. before I let you ask the question, uh, Dan Cox, who is our director of broadcasting here at WCWP, and also happens to be a longtime resident of Glen Cove, he actually has a question for you. Dan? Okay, Matt. First of all, congratulations on your elevation to chamber president. I think that's great. Thank uh, you. Been doing, we've been doing the show for a while now, and I've been listening to chambers not only here, but we also do a show uh, in North Carolina, a chamber chatter show there, too. And one of the things I've noticed is that chambers sometimes create relationships with other public organizations like the BID. Now, being a Glencoe resident, we have a BID, and the BID, I'm sure, includes some chamber members. Do you see any kind of relationship with the BID uh, to do either events or to possibly gain, uh, I don't know, an advantage uh, in one way or another by, by working together? Or do you think you should just stay, you know, one-on-one? -on -one? No, I... Organizations like the BID are great, and I've been here in Glen Cove now for 12 years working in the area, and I've known Patricia, who's the executive director of the BID for those all those years. Um, I personally worked with her, and I think it's only beneficial to both organizations when you can come together and have meetings or um, events together to kind of bring our membership to them or vice versa. Uh, BID is a general area of Glen Cove, while the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce spans all through Glen Cove and even some of the other areas like Seacliff. So we have an opportunity to have members who are a little bit outside the BID, and it'll be great to bring them to the businesses and the different organizations in the area of the BID. So uh, I 100% look to work with uh, Patricia, and uh, I hope we can uh, have a great relationship going forward. I think that's great. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. Thanks for the question, Dan. All right, Matt, it's uh, your turn. You're new on the job. Got a couple of experienced presidents here. Uh, you have a question for either one of them? Sure. I would. I guess my first one is regarding uh, membership meet. Uh, are you currently having in-person membership meetings on a monthly basis? Um, if you are, how's that been with the attendance, and uh, how, how are you uh, making it a safe and, uh, environment for everybody? Belinda, you want to take that one first, then Don? Okay. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know. Um, well, what we did, we, we are having in-person meeting. Um, before it was on Zoom, we actually had more people attend on the Zoom because, you know, everybody's so busy and people were actually more comfortable with that. But once we went in person, you know, you had to um, do confirmation and make reservations and make sure you was coming so that way we get a head count. And pretty much just spaced everything out and we limited the refreshments that we were giving out. Everything was wrapped, just grab and go type thing. And um, it, it worked out pretty well. So we just, we were still having them. And some of them actually liked it because we actually give a certificate at the uh, meeting. So they were really excited about that. You know, we just masked up, sanitized, took temperatures and kept moving along. Nice. Yeah. And the same basically with us. Um, yeah. Went to Zoom for a while and uh, we, we just got back to it in the uh, late summer. We started meeting together in the, in the course and when it was nice out, we actually met out outside of this church we we meet in town in a parking lot 
So we kind of brought out outdoor chairs and sat outside well-spaced, masked if you so chose, because many people were vaxxed at that time. Um, and now uh, we're, we're playing with it for the next two months. Uh, all the way up to December, we were in the church basement, still with spacing because it's a pretty large room, um, but some masking and um, yeah, everybody of course has to be vaxxed. So that's where, that's where we're at right now. We're, we're wondering if we should go back to Zoom just for a month or two, but we're, we're working on that right now. It seems like um, in talking to the chambers every month, there's a lot of starting and stopping here. Yeah. You know, you're right. Everybody was Zooming and then it looked like we were free and clear and everyone was excited to go back to, you know, in-person meetings. And in fact, I'm dealing with the Plainview Woolbeth Page Chamber right now. And uh, they canceled their December uh, holiday gathering, which was going to be at a restaurant. And now their January meetings on Zoom. Um, it's a tough call. What, I mean, what, do you, what are you oh. thinking, Matt? Well, we've put it back to in-person. Um, of course, now with the with the spikes where we've been discussing about moving it back to Zoom, I, I guess it's one of those things where you take it day by day and, you know, and for this month by month. So right now, January meeting is in person, but uh, it's in, it was always in jeopardy. And same thing with February, depending on, you know, how the, the spikes are happening. You actually nailed it. It's month to month. Yep. That's what it is. All right, Belinda, how about you? You're the president of the Hempstead Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you have a question for either one of the other presidents on our program today? Um, yes, I guess I want to ask, because I don't know if you guys are as big as Hempstead, the village, but the last census we took was in 2010. We had about maybe 5,000 businesses. And I'm the type of person, when I have an idea in my head, I take it and run with it. So instead of driving myself crazy, do you have any ideas of getting try to get every one of those businesses a chamber member like any you know um you know any ideas of how you go about doing it i mean yeah, some of them we are on ground we go um business to business but that's a lot to tackle when you you don't have that many people to help you so is there like any other way you do like maybe an email blast or something like that or you know you have different events for them to come out as far as beth page goes uh, like we had spoken about, we, we have a large corporate area sector. So those, those corporate ones, we do send people out. We, we have uh, letters and pamphlets set up for them because we don't expect them to be part of the day-to-day -day stuff, getting involved in that. We just would like them to be what we call premier members. And we put their sponsorship signs up at every okay. event that we have um, and let them know that we'll be supporting them and, and, and just promoting who they are, like we have Beth Page Federal Credit Union, the Steel Equities, which owns the corporate park, Amazon, FedEx. They just like to be named and let people know in the town that they are supporting the town. So when they see the trucks running through the town and they get kind of bummed, like oh, there's a lot of Amazon trucks, here, a lot of FedEx trucks here, say, you know what, though, they support right, right. different functions that are going on in this town. And so we, we try to work it that way. As far as the smaller companies, like you said, we do, we do a mail burst. And um, either email or we do. We also do a mail, regular mailing, uh, with our pamphlets and, and things that they get involved in. And what you brought up earlier, which was the reduced membership, to get them on board, just get them going, and let them see the benefits of being part of the chain. How about you, Matt? Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, one of the one of my goals for the Glencove Chamber is to to grow the board, and I think the board members are the most important aspect of getting the name and the recognition of what we do 
to other businesses that we normally won't um, see. So having a, a board that's growing and having them go out, maybe doing a membership drive one day where everybody goes out and just knocks on doors and invites them to our next meeting is highly important. And then I think next important is, is social media. Um, putting our information on social media and maybe blasting it where uh, you don't have to be liking the, the page to get the information. So it goes out to everybody in Glen Cove and that could always help as well. Thank you. Belinda, let me add something that might help you, a tool that you might find invaluable. There's a database called Reference USA. It's available only through your public library's website. Reference USA keeps track of all the businesses in the United States by zip code. You can literally download those 5,000 businesses. You can download all the contact information you're looking for. Ownership, phone numbers, websites. It's all available and it's a free service paid for by library taxes. Reference USA. Oh, great, thank you. So, all of you guys, all the chambers can use it, but in directing, you know, to your question, speaking to your question directly, a good way to find out about all of these businesses that a lot of, listen, a lot of them are people that are working from home. That right. Most of you right. Reach, right. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, check it out. All right. Okay. Uh, Don, finally, you, a uh, question for our chamber leaders here today. Yes, I have one for Belinda. Uh, just <laughs> tell me a little bit more about the Nassau County Chamber and how we can get a little bit more involved in that. I, I, I don't know much about it. Well, we actually have, um, you know, of course, Frank now is the president, and um, we have a couple of different new members on there. So as we prepare to get more prepared, um, we, when they have events like the breakfast um, business of the year, we ask for committee, um, you know, volunteers for that as well. But any idea mm -hmm. we offer, we, we suggest that any business, any chamber to send us information, any suggestions to surveys, so how we can help you. Because we don't know everything. We try to do the best that we can as business owner. Because there is a lot of, every, mostly everybody on that board is a business owner. So okay. we see what, what we have problems with, and then we put it back out so we can help. I can actually go to your website for the county? Yes. The Na yep, Nassau Council Chamber of Commerce. Oh, that's it. Okay, great. National okay. Council, yes. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, they, and then also with the media, we're working on, um, you know, if you need help with your media, social media, stuff like that, there's someone there that can assist you with that as well. Because a lot of businesses, I, like me, I'm not that tech savvy. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, you can have help with that. Yeah. All right. And sure. also the veterans program. I'm not sure if either one of you have the veter veterans program. Um, we found out that, uh, the, it's, it is through Nassau County, but a lot of businesses don't have the sticker or they're not on the list of letting everybody know that they're actually on the veterans list to get a discount. Okay. Yeah. Some of them already, you know, will give the discount already, but there's other businesses that don't know that they can go on the, the directory. So we're okay. working on that as well. Great. So. That's good. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks yeah. for those questions. Uh, now we're going to get back to the uh, final day tripper segment. And we've heard about things to do in Bethpage and in Hempstead. And now it's Matt's turn to tell us how a family of five can spend the day in the city of Glen Cove. And if you miss anything, my producer, Dan Cox, is going to chime in and correct you. <laughs> Talk to me, Matt. What do you got? Oh, when you come into Glen Cove, it starts with our great restaurants. 
Uh, they're diverse. They've, they're amazing. So if you're looking for Italian food, that's where it all starts here. Uh, we have a La Bussola and the Riviera Grill. They've been there for decades. They're authentic. They're amazing. Uh, I personally believe that Glen Cove has some of the best pizza in all of New York. We have Amalfi Pizzeria and the Lorenzo Pizzeria, which is Lorenzo's brand new, and they're doing a great job. They're amazing. Uh, if you want Mexican food, we have a Tex-Mex, which is excellent. And then we have a new Greek restaurant that just opened about a year ago. It's called I Slovaki. It's modern. It's sleek. It's amazing. So our restaurants is where it starts. If you're looking to be active in Glen Cove, we have a great public golf course on the North Shore. Uh, wonderful views. Um, with that, with my friend, Bob Arrowwood, he owns the pro shop there, and he, they're actually constructing a new building for him right now that's hopefully going to be ready for the spring. So that's excellent. On that course as well is a restaurant called The View Restaurant, and that's where it gets its name from, the wonderful views of the Long Island Sound. Chef Janine Demena uh, is there, and she's been on the Food Network. She does a great job for the restaurant as well as for golfers who are just looking for a quick bite and go. If golfers is not for you, but you still want to be active, I can't recommend more Morgan Park. Uh, it's great with walkways, uh, bike paths, beach area. Again, all of the best, some of the best views of all of Long Island is right there. And if you decide if you love all that and you want to move to Glen Cove, um, RxR just built a wonderful community right on Garvey's Point. And you know, most developers they build the building and they and they get a, you know move on to the next project. They built a community. There's the walkways, there's bike paths, there's kitty parks, uh, there's piers for the boats. And what Glencoe is really excited about is right is we're putting in a ferry right there. So if you want to take a ferry directly to New York and bypass the trains, it has that opportunity for you right there. So uh, that's what we want to do in Glencoe. Wow. Quite a quite yeah. a lineup of things to do in all those restaurants making me yeah. hungry here. I was just about to say, <laughs> they gotta have to log off and go get some food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, thank you for that update. So, what I like to do at the end of the show, when time allows, and it does, uh, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about what you do when you're not running the chamber. So, Don, I know you're a successful restaurateur. Uh, tell my audience about what you do when you're not leading the Bethpage Chamber. Uh, well, we have a little place in Bethpage called uh, Campaign House, and it's an American bistro and bar. Um, we serve anything from a burger to paella. Uh, we have a great chef, Chef Miguel Berrios, a super. We have outdoor seating. We have a courtyard with outdoor seating. Lighting is very pretty outside and uh, well during the summer. And then um, we do music three nights a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. We have either a, a single or a duo uh, playing from 7 to 10 uh, and just, just kind of filling up the week now and, and enjoying it. Don, I've eaten there. Everything you say is true. All right. Belinda, I know you put a lot of hours in with the Hempstead Chamber as well as the Nassau Council. Um, but what do you do on a full-time basis that keeps you busy? <laughs> You ready? No. <laughs> um, yes, I own a home care, unique in home care. So I'm, I'm doing that from home. Um, and I'm also the PTA. I'm on the PTA board for my middle school with my, for my daughter. And I'm on the Nassau Regional PTA board as well. And um, I own a youth nonprofit, which teaches entrepreneurship. And we do different workshops. And um, 
and I'm always in the community doing something. If if it's not um, Eric from Vision Long Island pulling me somewhere, it's, you know, someone's pulling me somewhere to help out, and I and, and I love it. So um, I'm pretty busy, and then not to mention I'm a mother of three, two of them play sports. So I mean, <laughs> you know. so the real question is, when do you sleep? Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Matt, uh, I don't know a lot about you, but I understand you do like to handle money. Uh, <laughs> tell my audience about your day job. Absolutely. So I'm the chief of retail banking for American Community Bank. We're a local community bank that originated in Glen Cove just about over 22 years ago. Uh, we expanded mm -hmm. to four other locations throughout Long Island, and we're continuing to look to grow. And we're one of the last privately owned community banks left on Long Island. So, um, you know, we're very proud about that. And we're proud of the, what we do for, you know, services we provide for our customers. Wow. I didn't know that. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing. All right. Special thanks to my three guests who joined us uh, today. Thank you. Don Chiavetta. He's the president of the Bethpage Chamber of Commerce. Belinda Watkins, president of the Hempstead Chamber. And Matt Nordowitz, president of the Glencove Chamber of Commerce. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. Yes, visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And did you know you can watch every program on YouTube? Just search WCWP Studios. Special thanks to my good friend Dan Cox. He's the director of broadcasting here at WCWP and also my engineer throughout the pandemic. And to my listeners, remember to always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases or utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Project Independence and in You is coming up. Stay safe and enjoy your day. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.